Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Does that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome back. It's the final hour of In This League on the Sports Grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. You can find me on Twitter, at Bogman Sports. The Welsh is out with the flu, so uh, no Welsh today. But if you would, please go and check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash ITLarmy where uh, we talk about all the sports. The Welsh obviously has his uh, minor league list up there. I'm going to start diving into uh, the draft prospect breakdowns for the NFL coming up pretty soon here. We've got our debate series of baseball going on. We've got basketball shows for you. Uh, college football, I will have a couple shows for you with Blaze to talk about the bowl games. So we've got it all covered for you over at In This League. And please check out all Casey Bubba's podcast. Bench with Bubba being the big flagship. You can Follow him on the Twitter at BDN Trick. But we are going to go ahead and talk about the week 13 matchups in the NFL this week. We had three down already. And it's always the weirdness of getting. We're finally at that point where there's no bye weeks. But then there are three games on Thanksgiving. It always throws me for a loop. <laughs> so still only 13 games to go over. But starting out in this first one, Bubba, we got Green Bay on the road against the Giants. Green Bay is favored by six. The over is 44 and a half. How do you see this game playing out? Yeah, give Green Bay and the over. I, I think they're, the Giants will score some points with Green Bay's rough defense. I see them moving the ball, doing their things. I think their injuries, no Golden Tate, uh, no Ellison, no um, Ingram. Uh, Ingram, they're going to be depleted in the receiving core, but they'll still be able to move the ball against this Green Bay defense. But Green Bay against this Giants defense, the Giants defense, they can get picked apart in the passing game between receivers and running backs. I, I see them getting right this week, winning by at least seven, game going over. I, I see it hitting the 50s, somewhere in that range. So I, I like this one quite a bit, uh, as long as the weather doesn't get too crazy. But give me Green Bay in the over. Green Bay in the over. All right. So uh, I will be doing my picks right now as well. I uh, wasn't able to get to the Welsh to get his picks, but 
I am going to take Green Bay in the over as well. Uh, I think, like you said, Danny Dimes can put some points up on this Green Bay defense. Uh, but I don't know that he'll have to put up too much. Like, I got Green Bay at least scoring 35, right? Yeah, I think Green Bay, like, I really think this is a, a – when you get a ticked off Aaron Rodgers – you don't want to face him the next week. He's going to make a point to get a lot of things going. This is going to be a big week for this offense. Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, even Jamal Williams. Like, There's a lot to like this week with Green Bay's offense. Yeah, and uh, there have just been some weeks where the Giants just give up an insane amount of rushing yards. Surprisingly, uh, Green Bay worse against the run than the Giants, 26 uh, to 22nd for New York. But I think this is a huge Aaron Jones game this week. He's going to be a lot of fun. And in fact, on the prop bets, I put Aaron Jones uh, total yards at 100. Uh, and I, I think that might be a little bit low, but I feel like if they're up big, Jamal Williams is going to yes. come in at the end, too. So this line might be OK. So what do you think about the over under on Aaron Jones total yards? I'm going to take the over just for the fact I think he has a monster game. Um, I'm not going to say it's a three touchdown game like we've seen him do a couple times, but I think it's a monster game. And I do like the Jamal Williams call. I've mentioned it on previous shows I've done for my DFS. If you look at his game logs, he's putting up double digit points for you time and time again. He's getting used a lot in this offense. He's getting 10 to 15 touches every week, if not more. Him and Aaron Jones, actually, the last like three or four weeks have the same amount of touches. But the reason why I like the Jones over this week is Aaron Rodgers already came out and said, and LaFleur even said, we want to get Aaron Jones more involved this week. Last time they said that, three touchdowns in Dallas. Uh, Danny Dimes passing yards. I set the over at 240. I'm going to go over just because I think he's going to be forced to throw to keep in the game, especially in the second half. I'm not in love with a big Danny Dimes day, but like I said, I have the over in the game. I think they'll score a little bit. Uh, I'm going to change this one because I had put this on the sheet before we knew all of these targets for the Giants were out. So I'm going to go Darius Slayton catches. I'm going to give you the hook on this one, make it a little bit more difficult. Five and a half. I'll take the I'll take the over because they really have no one else to throw to. I think Shepard's going to have a really nice game. He's already come back with uh, nine targets in uh, his returns. So Shepard will be fine, but Slayton will get his. We saw Slayton a couple weeks ago with the depleted Giants uh, receiving core have a big game. Could be in line for a good one again. Now this one, uh, Washington on the road against Carolina. The spread is Carolina by 10, but the over is only 39. This one is one of the more difficult ones to pick uh if the welsh was asking me about this like on the last black book show where joe said i was hemming and hawing a lot uh i these some of these games are difficult to pick and you know obviously the lines get more uh they get closer to reality the deeper we get into the season because we know more about these teams Mm -hmm. so carolina by 10 and 39 is the over is a fantastic line i'll go ahead and let you pick first though I'm going to take Carolina and the under Carolina and the under. See, I want 39 points, but it's covering 10 is tough. I get it. I know exactly where your head's at right now. Yeah, because I feel like uh, and I say this to the Welsh all the time, too. I think if you take Carolina and the under, you're hedging because I think 2710. Yeah. Yeah. 2710 could get it done. But I, I think more likely, you know, it's 20 to 10 or it's but 20 to 10. Washington and the over, that's not hedging for you? Yeah, well, I think Washington and the over is the same thing. That's hedging. So exactly, yeah. I think I'm going to go Carolina and the over because I think, 
you know, Carolina could trip into a couple of bad Haskins mistakes and set up short fields and uh, score some more points that way. So I'm going to go with Carolina and the over. Uh, I set the over on Haskins passing yards at 215. And that might be a little aggressive, but uh, what just do you think? <laughs> I'm going to take the under on this one. I'm just not a Haskins believer. I, I did say he's getting better. We're seeing improvements. I'm still not a believer, though. Yeah, I'm not. I've never been, really been a Haskins guy. The thing that aggravated me about Haskins watching his film from Ohio State was that he just never pushed the ball downfield. He just not something that he wanted to do. And, you know, he seems fairly hesitant. He has been making crazy amount of mistakes. He's not Trubisky out there, but he's also just not, you know, getting it done. I mean, they won last week, so I guess I shouldn't say that. Uh, Darius Geis rush yards. I'm going to put it at 60. What do you think about that line? I'm going to go over because I keep saying it each week. They still haven't done it, so maybe I'm just barking up a wall now. It's been like 10 carries, 10 carries. One of these weeks, they're going to give him 15 carries, and the guy's so good, the volume will be enough to get him to have a big game. He'll bust one or something. I think they'd love to carry the ball, run the ball more, and not rely on Haskins throwing it. Give him the over. Uh, DJ Moore receiving yards, I'm going to set it at 100. It's so hard not to take the over here. I'm going to take the under just because I think this will be a ground and pounded game. Like Moore's going to get his. I just don't think they're going to need to go as aggressively as they have before. Now the most fun game of oh I got to pick I I did I I did pick yeah I went Carolina yeah you took over yeah Carolina over uh San Francisco Baltimore and Baltimore is favored by six over San Francisco forty six and a half gonna be one of the best games of the season and of course it's on at the same time that the Steelers and Browns are uh but I'll have it on my second screen probably or maybe on my Kindle or something this is gonna be a lot of fun to watch Lamar Jackson versus this Niners defense so. Uh, Baltimore minus six, 46 and a half. What say you on this one? Well, I'll tell you this much right now for people that have gambled a lot or read lines or listen to quote unquote experts, Baltimore minus six is baiting you to take, <laughs> to take the Niners. I am going to take Baltimore in this game. It's, I'm going to take Baltimore and the over Baltimore and the over. Now, um, do you think that the Niners defense is beatable or do you think that the Ravens offense is just this good? I want to say it's more the Ravens offense. The Niners defense is outstanding, but with a weapon and X factor like Lamar Jackson, it's like you need a couple weeks to prepare for this. I'm not saying they probably have been like they've obviously known the schedule, but this is a different beast when you see it in person. San Fran in the under for me, I'm going to go. Uh, the opposite. Now, I, I like Baltimore. I want the over just for pure entertainment. Can you imagine these two going back and forth? Yeah, I mean, that would be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I just think that, I don't know, you know, I think that Lamar Jackson is not going to be able to run against the Niners like he has against other teams. That's just not going to happen. So if, if you're shutting down one thing, you got to shut down Lamar Jackson's running ability. So Take the run game away from the Ravens, and now you're making Lamar Jackson pass it, which is still a tall task because Lamar Jackson has been so good this year. But I think that the Niners offense is going to sputter a little bit going across the country and all that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that so the Ravens offense could too. So I'm going to take whatever team is getting points in this game. Like you said, they are baiting you into taking the Niners, and I'm I'm taking the bait and hoping I can spit this hook. But uh, thir- uh, 315 yards total for Lamar Jackson. 
Uh, that that line, I don't even know if that's fair. That's just the the thing that popped out in my mind if I'm picking yards for him because it's, you know, however many passing and let's just say 50 to 60 rushing for Lamar Jackson. I think that's kind of what you have. You're going up against the best defense in the nation or in the in the uh, the league. Uh, what do you think about Lamar Jackson in this many yards? 315. Well, based on my Baltimore and the over, I'm taking the over on Lamar Jackson. That's part of my process is thinking he can still get his like 120 on the ground to something through the air. Kind of my thought process there. But uh, if he doesn't get the over here, Niners probably win this game outright. Let's put it that way. Uh, Jimmy G passing yards. I set it at 250 because I think either he's going to have a good game and the Niners win this or they're going to be getting stomped and he's going to have to come from behind and get this. Uh now this could be the this could be the whole you know he passes for two forty seven and two touchdowns and they win which would be aggravating which happened a couple times on the ones that you lost last week I remember looking mm-hmm. at it going oh like I put a hundred yards and the guy got ninety seven and you picked the yep. over I'm like damn it come on <laughs> let's just get four could, could have been a month could have been a monster week right right exactly but uh, two hundred and fifty for Jimmy G I'm gonna take the over again it goes with my over idea. I think the Ravens are going to try to stop the run and force Jimmy G to pass. That's been the recipe for some success in sticking in games with the Niners, make Jimmy make the plays. We've seen it go good and bad. It will kind of how the the Seahawks philosophy make Jimmy make the passes and it it kind of didn't work all the time. I'm going to take the over, but I just, I guess a lot of me is hoping this is a offensive fun game. Yeah. This it's going to be a fun game either way, because either you're going to, you're going to see Lamar Jackson uh, uh, sputter and stumble against the Niners defense. Yeah, but the Twitter will be unsufferable by idiots that don't understand he played a very good defense. He's actually <laughs> still very good. And then you're going to see me snarky on there. Okay, so maybe it will be fun. But it's, it's <laughs> It'll be fun for me either way. Right. But can't you already see where I'm coming with that? You're gonna oh, yeah. Lamar haters. And it's just going to bug me because, like, come on, guys. Like, well, the guy like, won, like, six games in a row last year, and there are still people hating him, right? So yeah. uh, I just I, – I just – I'm never going to understand it. So, uh, you know, I, I think part of it is just the initial thought on Lamar Jackson was that he is not going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. He's going to have to sit and learn for a couple of years because you can't run like he ran in college in the NFL. It's just not doable. And he is saying, hey, shut up. I'm doing exactly what I did in college and it's working and people are pissed, you know, because it's outside of the norm. Uh, it, it, this isn't the realm of possibility three years ago for many quarterback. And now it is. Oh. So, it's because it's because their team bought into it. Like we can go down the whole rabbit hole. Yes. You know, Harbaugh got rid of their guy. Flacco, they said, sorry, thanks for it. All you've done, but we're changing to Lamar. They went and got Greg Roman. Like they did all these things that made sense. We saw what he did with Kaepernick. He's doing it with Lamar. It works if you buy into it. Is it conventional NFL? No. But the reason it works so well is because it's not conventional NFL. So you're not ready to beat it. It's like it's it's genius if you have the cojones to put him on the table and go, this is my job and livelihood on the line. And I think it's going to work. Let's do it. Well, people were calling for John Harbaugh's job. Yeah, and now they're gonna, he's going to get an extension probably. He's going to win coach of the year. And he's going to get an extension. You're a hundred thousand percent right about yep. that. And and it's like you said, you know, at least there's one good Harbaugh coach. You got to be willing to just ditch what doesn't work, right? You yes. just you got to be willing to ditch what doesn't work. And Joe Flacco didn't work. He worked during the playoffs one time, and it I was Trent Dilfer. Well, you know, he was better than Trent Dilfer. 
uh, I yes. think, because... Well, he was... Dilfer wasn't elite, but... Right. Well, uh, come, on, come, on. come on, man. I do I get the Steeler fan. Oh, there. God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you button-hooked me. So, I did not know you were going to button-hook me, and you button-hooked me. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know, man. It's... um. He, he's he's a treat to watch. I hate the helmet he's wearing, of course, but uh, he is an absolute uh, treat of, to watch. You talking about Lamar's helmet? What's that? You talking about Lamar's helmet? Yeah, Lamar's helmet. Well, yeah. did you see the one Debo had last week with the Louis Vuitton visor? No, no. It actually it legit had a Louis Vuitton like low, like as a purse on his visor. <laughs> it, I've I, never seen it like it. Well, well, what I meant was the logo on it. It was the Ravens uh, logo. So. Oh, I thought you were talking about the visor. No, no, no I don't care about the visor. To be honest, I think that the smartest guys in the NFL wear the visor because yes. it, if you're covering it, up, it if you're covering up uh, a fumble or something, no one can poke your eyeball out. Uh, at, well, I mean, if they slide their hand underneath it, they can, but it's more way more difficult. You make it tougher for those guys to do that, even if it's just a clear visor. You know, unless it's raining, uh, you, you should be good to go. So I think that that's just much smarter. You know, the, the guy's already there checking your oil and doing all that stuff, trying to get the ball away from you. So don't give him another route to dig into your eyeballs. So I, I, I always thought that was kind of smart. But uh, Mark Andrews catches in this game after we went down the rabbit hole. Six for him is what I, I put on the, the sheet here. I'm going to go with the under on this one. Uh, I think we get some Hollywood Brown, Willie Sneed. It's going to be close, though. And you did mention Hollywood Brown's nickname in Hollywood. You know, he's Hollywood Brown because he's from Hollywood, Florida. Yes. He's, okay. a, he's also Antonio Bryant's what, nephew. Antonio cousin. Brown's. Yeah. Brown. Sorry. Sorry. I had the same problem. It, it happens, it happens every time. Like someone, if you've said Antonio Brown's name more than 10 times, you've called him Antonio Bryant. Uh, at least well, once because he's not relevant right now. So I couldn't remember <laughs> it. <laughs> it's uh, Antonio Brown, uh, David Boston and Antonio Bryant and Des Bryant all hanging yes. out together as uh, irrelevant wide receivers in the league. But uh, with that, we're going to hit a break uh, for segment one here in the last hour. We will cover the rest of these games for week 13 and the last two segments here on in this league on the sports grid. Get on the grid. We'll be right back. dailyrodo.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you premier advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyrodo.com optimizer in minutes build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyrodo.com Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. 
This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. In this league. I'm back! Welcome back. It's In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman, and uh, Casey Bubba here with me at BDN Trick on the Twitter for him, at Bogman Sports for me. And we are talking these Week 13 games. We just talked about San Francisco at Baltimore. I took San Francisco in the under. You took Baltimore in the over. So we are going to be uh, watching that game intensely this weekend. But Tennessee at Indy, Indy is favored by two and a half. Forty three and a half is the over in this game. It's kind of a difficult one to pick as well because Indy hasn't been playing as good as they can. And Tennessee, I feel like, has been playing above board here. So how do you see this one playing out? Well, you know, Eric Ebron's on the IR now, so he's gone. T.Y. Hilton's out. That's going to be a fun one. I still like Indy in this one. I'm going to take Indy and the over. I think I think they both get some points on this one, but Indy finds a way to get it done at home. Indy and the over. So I'm going to go with you on Indy, but I'm going to take the under in this game. It's the same logic, and maybe it's poor logic, but it's the same logic that we had with Derrick Henry versus Leonard Fournette last week with all these wide receivers hurt for the Colts. Jonathan Williams did a fantastic job replacing Marlon Mack. So just keep running them. Just keep running the ball with, with these guys in Indy, uh, especially with T.Y. Hill. Now we saw the, the passing game suffer. And uh, I think if you're Tennessee, we want more second half Derrick Henry, right? Keep running him. I mean, I don't think yep. Ryan Tannehill is going to score another four touchdowns. So I'll you go bite your tongue. Yeah, I'll go Indy and I'll take the under. Uh, would you take Tannehill or Brissett in this game for fantasy? I'm taking Tannehill all day in this matchup. I think I would take Tannehill too. Because Tannehill's using his legs a lot too. Brissett was earlier. Once he got banged up, that went away and a lot of his fantasy viability disappeared. Did he hear me? I agreed with you. I said I would take Ryan oh, Tannehill. No, I heard you. I just wanted to make you say it again. Yeah. All right. What about <laughs> Jonathan Williams' rush yards in this game? I put it at 90. He's been pretty damn good recently. Uh, what do you think about Jonathan Williams running the ball against the Titans? I'll take the over. I think, like I said, without T.Y. and company, they're going to really rely on the running game. And I think Jonathan Williams has another big one. I, I, don't, I know he's going to have a bunch of yards. I, it's going to be running and receiving. I'll take the over on the rushing, though. 
Uh, what about uh, A.J. Brown receiving yards? We saw him have a huge week last week, and I've kind of been waiting for this to happen. And this is the thing. I love A.J. Brown coming into this draft. I think he's a great wideout, but I hated Marcus Mariota. By the way, uh, mm-hmm. did you see the news people in Tennessee? Did you see that local thing that did, they did in Nashville when they were looking at the turkeys? No, I must have missed that one. Okay, so it's it's just this regular news team, and this guy is he's you know out at some whatever shelter talking about cooking up the turkeys and stuff, and he said we're going to call this one Mariota because it's done, and <laughs> <laughs> and some wow. guy yelled shut up uh, from the crowd, and he goes no you shut up, and then they went back to the studio, and the lady goes how do you know when it's done. And the other guy goes, when it throws three picks. And, oh, man. And this lady pops up in the background. I think she's the weather lady or something. And her jaw is just dropped on the ground. And she's like, y'all didn't have to do Mariota like that. That is rude. And it was, I was cracking up. I was laughing with wow. my teeth out like a big idiot. It That's was amazing. But, uh, you know, A.J. Brown receiving yards, I think he's, you know, now that he has a decent quarterback, and I'm not going to I'm not gonna call Ryan Tannehill good. I can't do it, Bubba. But, you can. You uh, can. It's real easy. I, say, not, it with, say it with me now. No, 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 no. I think that Ryan Tannehill's probably in the same realm of Devlin Hodges. So. I was just going to say Tannehill or Hodges, you homer. You stupid <laughs> homer. <laughs> I think they're probably about the same. They're both shouldn't be starting quarterbacks in the NFL, but decent backups. So, uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, De- obviously, Tannehill way more experience than than this is unnecessary Tannehill slander. I'm about to go to my little uh, my my personal pet doll hotel here pretty soon. This is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, AJ Brown receiving yards. I put it at 80. I think that uh, he could, he should be the number one in this offense. Delaney Walker just put on the IR. Corey Davis has been trash. I think that this is a part of the year where instead of hitting that rookie wall, that AJ Brown is going to start running through it and really producing and becoming a huge option for the Titans. So I set it at 80. That might be a bit aggressive, what do you think about A.J. Brown receiving yards? It's a tad aggressive, but I do like it. I'll take the over. I, I'm with everything you said about the breakout game. We saw it a couple weeks before that. They kind of disappeared. But there's even fewer weapons to throw to now. So I'm with you. Tannehill got a rapport with him. It's kind of the backup rapport. He likes A.J. I'll go over. What happened to Deion Lewis? Is he dead? Dude, that was one of my guys, too. Like oh. he's, my, he's, he's on the same. He, was he the next turkey that they just cut the clip after the Mariota stuff? <laughs> Yeah, this one is Mariota. This one's Deion Lewis. And in the oven is Mike Vrabel. And here's Jeff Fisher. How do you know it's ready? It's set 69 degrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's cooled down to eight to 88 degrees 88. right here. Yes. Pull it off at 97. And when you get ready to serve it at 69. Uh, 97 is done for Jeff Fisher. Uh, Ryan Tannehill touchdowns. Two and a half. He's going over. Of course he's going over. He's going to run two in by himself and throw one to A.J. Brown. Uh, can can we can we hold you to that? Sure, you can hold me whatever you want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you on, actually buy the plate ticket to come out here, then we can do something about it. It's recorded now, so it's on <laughs> It's on tape. We, we know yep. you said it. It's never going away. It's on the Internet. Uh, going over to your boys, uh, Philly at Miami. Uh, you know, I, I do like it that they're holding – some December games in Miami. I hate it 
when Miami has to go to Buffalo. It's the worst. Yeah. Like the schedulers are completely building that schedule and they are being a holes to the Miami Dolphins for that. Right, right. That's just that's just more to the Bills. Probably more to the Bills, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> probably like, we could be in Miami right now. I think the ones who get screwed the hardest are the fans because, oh, hey, I could have been sitting out here in September uh, enjoying a beer, watching a game, but no, they got to schedule the Dolphins December 12th or whatever, and here I am in a snowstorm. So those games are fun to watch on TV, but who goes to that? It's you know. miserable. I've never understood that. They don't even serve booze because it's too cold. No, no. It's just, it's, it's terrible. Uh, it, are you serious? They don't serve booze? If it gets to a certain temperature, they won't serve them because your blood, the blood alcohol thin your, the alcohol thin your blood too much. If you get cold, it'll, it'll like make you, it could kill you. Even in Buffalo, they do that because I well, like. Well, Buffalo, they probably do it at the tailgate and sneak it in because they right. have seven layers of Zufas on and they're good. <laughs> That's what I was going to say in Buffalo. It's like, you know. There's no rules in Buffalo. Right, right. I mean, why would there be? It's the wild, wild west. Why would it's anybody the want to be there? You know, it's funny because I was telling someone the other day, it's like, I'm 36. I've never driven in the snow ever. Uh, and I've never had to do the snow tire bit and I'm, I'm on Instagram. And then there was some ad for a, it was like something to cover up your windshield so that the snow falls on it and you can get rid of the snow real quick instead of having to scrape it or anything. And I'm like, I have zero shares of any of these problems. Yes. People's, people's cars up there have a, a, a plug in front of their, the grill to plug in their garage to heat up their car. Jesus. That's no way to live. No, it's not. Get, yeah. Live, live in anywhere else <laughs> that, yep. that doesn't have to do that. That's why I tell people forever. I love my Midwest folks. I love going to Wisconsin and stuff. I can't live there in the wintertime. So I'm going to retire with Bogman there in Scottsdale. That's right. Scottsdale is fantastic. Yes. It yep. gets really, really unbearably hot. Swimming pools. I'm good. Right. Air, AC and swimming pools. Exactly. But mm-hmm. uh, Dolphins hosting the Eagles. Philly is favored by 10. We're back out to double digit uh, spreads here against your Dolphins. 44 and a half is the over. It seems like, you know, you want to see some stuff out of the Dolphins here at the end of the, the season. If you're Brian Flores to see who you can bring in to next year. But there's a lot of injuries They're down. I believe Devontae Parker is the only healthy wide receiver on the Dolphins yes. roster. So um, obviously he's not, but I think Grant isn't Grant out. And um, yeah, yeah, basically Wilson. Albert Wilson and you have Wilson and Hearns and Wilson's banged up. So I don't yeah, even know. See, if he's got Hearns. And Hearns has played well. Yeah, yeah. And I think Hearns tr- twisted his ankle, too. It might be Jakeem Grant. Uh, let me look at the injury report. But I know, like, pretty much everybody's hurt here. Uh, so Patrick Laird has to catch all the passes this week, right? Oh, God, so, stop this. Stop the madness. <laughs> so let me see here. It is uh, Jakeem Grant. They stuck on the IR because he broke his ankle. I forgot about that. Yes, gone. And then... Uh, they, they picked up Greg Jennings and then he hurt his shoulder immediately. So it actually looks like Hearns. Yeah. I think Hearns and Wilson are fine. Yeah. Okay. So they're both good. I just saw them both on the injury report after the game initially, but, uh, how do you see this one playing out? Dolphins in the over Miami and the over. Yeah. The Philadelphia Philadelphia pass defense is garbage. So, uh, that'll, that'll allow Fitzmagic to have some fun in that one. And I think those be some points because neither team's going to play defense. Uh, Miles Sanders total yards looks like Jordan Howard might be on the chopping block again this week. Uh, I I put his total yards at 100 because he was factored heavily into the pass game because all the wide receivers are hurt for the Eagles. So what do you think about Miles Sanders total yards? 
It looks like Alshon Jeffrey will be back this week, so that'll help a lot. I'm taking unders on, on, under on Miles Sanders' total yards. The fact they haven't used him the way they should the previous two weeks, it leaves me no hope this week. What about Zach Ertz catches? I put it at six and a half. Because Jeffrey's coming back, I think without Jeffrey, I probably would have set it at seven and a half or eight. Uh, I believe he had 12 last week. He had a ton. He seems to be the go-to uh the go-to guy for Wentz because there's nobody else there. Did you see the, uh, you heard of Elf on the Shelf and now look yes. at Wentz on the bench? It was pretty good. Yes, that's pretty. But hey, hey, hashtag congrats on the sex, Wentz, as he's got a baby. His first baby's coming, so good oh, for him. Oh, look at that. Congrats. Yes, he, he, won, he won somewhere. He's, so that's he's, good. He's going to have the flu when I invite him on the show. So He, fi- he finally completed a deep ball. Aguilar couldn't drop, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, six and a half catches for Ertz. What do you think? I'm going to take the over because, like you said, they have no one to catch the ball there. Just be careful. Zach Ertz wasn't practicing much this week, and he's questionable on Sunday. Devontae Parker receiving yards. Uh, I'm going to set the line at 80 here. Even with Hearns playing and Wilson playing, both banged up. I think Gesicki uh, gets a decent amount of catches. I, I, I think Patrick Larry can catch three or four balls out of the backfield or Balage. Someone has to catch the football there out of the backfield for them, whether they line up someone completely different. Maybe it's Gaskin. Maybe he gets back there and, and uh, has a couple catches, but somebody has to catch it. But I think Parker is going to be your main go-to guy here against the Eagles. So I put his uh, receiving yards at 80. Yeah, I'll take the over. He's just going to get it's just volume alone. With Devontae Parker, we saw it last week in the fourth quarter. He'll get there. Uh, okay, going over to Oakland at Kansas City. Another 10-point spread here. KC favored by 10. The over is 51. Tyreek Hill, good to go in this game. Uh, we saw the Raiders revert back to 2018 uh, last week. I don't know what was going on when they lost 34-3 to to the Jets. But uh, division game hopefully should be a little bit closer. Uh, what do you see in this one? It's the, the Raiders will play better this week than last week. I know you can't play much worse, but give me Kansas City and the over Kansas City and the over. Uh, yeah. You know what? I don't think I picked these games either. So no, uh, you need to pick the last <laughs> few. I, think, I don't think you've picked since we started with Tennessee Philly. Yeah. So I picked the Colts and the over in that one. I'm going to go yeah. Philly and the over. And then uh, I'm going to go Casey in the over as well. Smart. So, uh, all right. So, anyway, uh, Casey and the over for you. This is just a stomping. Yeah, I think this is a. I've mentioned a few get right spots this week. This is uh, Kansas City just reminding Oakland. They went into Oakland early this year and smoked them, and they didn't score like the whole second half. So, they can move it pretty easy on these guys. Uh, uh, Travis Kelsey receiving yards, I put at 100. I'm going to go over. We've seen in the last few weeks, Kelsey's been the Kelsey of old. He's back in this offense. It's the Hill Kelsey show like we've been wanting all season. Kelsey's in for a big week against this Raiders secondary. Uh, how about Patrick Mahomes uh, passing yards? I set it at 350. I'm going to go over on this one as well. Over on Patty Mahomes. Yeah. Is I, think, he, I think Kelsey, Hill, and company have big days. Is he one of your favorite DFS plays this week? I know he's expensive, but I think he Lamar is, Jackson yeah. was more than him on at least FanDuel or something. Yeah, I don't know about Fandle. I haven't checked that one, but uh, DraftKings, he's more than Lamar Jackson is. Uh, I love Mahomes' upside. I think he's got a, a safer matchup. I think the, the running ability of Jackson always makes him a great DFS play, but Mahomes is a phenomenal, phenomenal play this week. Uh, Joshua Jacobs going to get right in this game. Is uh, I put his total yards at 90. 
No, because it's not going to be game scripted in his favor. He needs close games where he can pound the ball 20 plus times. He will not be in that situation this week. So I'll go under on Jacobs 90 yards. I like the logic there. I hope they get the ball more to him. It's just, it would be smarter. Like, look, I understand that he needs a break and Jalen Richard has, you know, he's Liam Neeson. He has a certain set of skills. He can catch the football out of the backfield. But get it into your playmaker's hands, man. It just doesn't make sense to me. You got to, you know, Josh Jacobs, I know he didn't do it at Alabama, but you could always kind of see that he had the ability to carry the rock uh, multiple times or catch it or whatever. Just touch the ball as much as he can. And he needs it in his hands. I think it'd be smart. It, it would be smart for them to start uh, drawing up some plays for him to catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, but let's go to Tampa Bay and Jacksonville. The Florida battle. Tampa Bay favored by a point. 47 and a half is the over here. How do you see this one going? This is a fun one. Uh, I'm going to go Jacksonville on the over on this one. I think this is going to be a very entertaining football game, actually. Yeah, I think this is going to be a fun one, too. Uh, hopefully a lot of points. And Chris Godwin receiving yards. I'm going to put him at 80. I think he goes over 80. I still I think this might be a, a Mike Evans week to get things right again. But uh, over for the 80 yards. Uh, Leonard Fournette, total yards. I'm going to put it at 110. Give me the over. Uh, I'm hoping that you give him 20 to 25 touches overall. He should get over 110 yards. And Jameis Winston pass yards, 320. I'll go over just for the fact I think Jacksonville is going to be able to do their thing. So in order for Tampa Bay to keep up, it's going to be through the passing game. We already mentioned how Arians doesn't run the football. This is why Winston's going to throw it. Uh, I'm going to go in this game because I didn't pick it, uh, Tampa Bay and the over in this one. I think that Tampa Bay can go on the road and win. Um, I, I think they're going to annoyingly be in it down at the end here. So we'll have to see. But I, I'm going to take Tampa Bay and the over. I think Jacksonville keeps it close, and I hope they do. What I really hope doesn't happen is I hope they don't lose their luster. But what yeah. I do like to see is if they, they've started losing these games, and I don't know that it necessarily – is Nick Foles' fault, but the correlation is there with Nick Foles taking over. So I would like to see a little bit of drama at the end. Maybe they go back to Minshew uh, for whatever reason, and I know it's a momentum thing, but I just feel like they played better with Minshew. Obviously, this is well, revisionist history. But Think about it. You got that swagger coming through there, that, right. that mustache Magnum P.I. style in Jacksonville, swimming with the girls up there in the, in the, in the end zone. Who doesn't want to support that and, and run through a wall for a guy like that? Yeah, and I mean, you know, it, it, all jokes aside, I think that the swagger is part of it. You know, he, it he absolutely comes with it. And Nick Confidence goes a long ways. It does. It does. Uh, uh, comment I can't say to anybody right here. Uh, what about, uh, <laughs> what about uh, you know, I just... I think that we're going to have a little bit of drama. Do you think that uh, Gardner Minshew starts a game before the end of the season? Yes, please. Yes, I do too. But we're, we're going to take a break here, and we're going to come back and finish off these Week 13 games in the last segment of In This League on the Sports Group. We'll be right back. NFL 
season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. In this league. I thought we were going to be just friends. What? Friends with the... In this league. In the dark. Welcome back. It's the final segment of In This League on the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. We're doing the last five games of this uh, Sunday uh, line here. I guess four games on Sunday, one on Monday. But this one, Bubba, is ugly. The Jets at the Bengals. The Jets are favored by three points only somehow, but the Red Rifles making his return. Andy Dalton is going to start this game because Ryan Finley blows. Uh, How do you see this one going? To be fair, he's starting this game because now they have a two-game cushion on getting the number one pick so they can let uh, <laughs> let Andy come back and maybe get A.J. Green back this year. That's why he's starting. But um, I got the Jets, and I got the over in this one. I think the Jets, I think the Lego head has a big game. Uh, no, you you mentioned A.J. Green possibly playing. You don't think that that's still in the realm of possibility. Not this week, but if Dalton plays the rest of the year, oh. AJ, A.J. will be back. God damn it. You and Welsh on the same team. I don't like this. Ah, uh, God. Me too. You guys, you guys line up pretty well. You and Welsh. So uh, I don't, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been talking about how AJ Green isn't going to play for like the last four weeks, and the Welsh is holding out hope that AJ Green is going to get on the field. I keep saying that there's no way because he doesn't have anything to play for. It just doesn't make any sense. So. Uh, they're not going to win. He's been banged up. Why even play? And this personally, is personally, I hope he doesn't play for his own well-being. Right. But it's something weird. The brotherhood that you bond, the bond you make with your teammates, him and Dalton, they go way back. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it sounds uh, cheesy. I know, but it's true. I don't know. Like, I just don't know what's going to happen with Dalton next year. Where is he going to go? You know what I mean? Oh, I'm going to save those jokes for another show. Chicago. You know, that, that might. I wasn't, even, I wasn't even talking football. <laughs> XFL. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe. It's not real football. Uh, Joe Mixon total yards. I put it at 90 this week. Um, you know, the Jets defense can get a little bit porous on occasion. Obviously, they weren't against the Raiders last week, but uh, they are going to give Joe Mixon the ball as many times as he can touch it. So uh, I put it at 90 for him total. Yeah, I'll take the over. The one that he got the carries last week, didn't get the the pass work we hoped for. I think he gets back in the passing game with Dalton there. I put 310 yards for Sam Darnold, Lego head. Uh, you said you think he's going to have a big game. So is that line uh, is that line good enough? Is it too much? Is it too little? What do you think of 310 for Sam Darnold? It's a great line, like most of the lines you make this season. I'm going to take the over, though. Uh, I think he goes about 320-ish or so. It, it's a, it, he's going to have a good finish for this season. I'll take him over Drew Brees the rest of the way. 
You, you Donald. Okay, I, I can see that. Um, for whatever reason, I still had Andy Dalton in my head, and I was about to flip. No, it no, over. Sam Darnold, okay. not Andy Dalton. Okay, okay, okay. No, 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 you didn't. My mic off. I could leave. No, 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 no. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. I, I, I was, uh, I, I was getting it confused. So, uh, how about crybaby Tyler Boyd? After he was a huge crybaby, they started uh, giving him the ball, throwing it to him a little bit more last week. I set his uh, catches at six. Do you think he goes over that, or what do you think about yeah. uh, Tyler Boyd? I think he goes over again. We saw it when Dalton was there. He went to Boyd early and often this year. I could see it happening all over again. Uh, how about, I like this game, the Rams at the Cardinals. The Rams are favored by three. 47 and a half is the over. How do you see this one going? This seems like a good right spot for the Rams. I'm taking Arizona and the over. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Rams in the over. I'm going to take the Jets in the over on the last game. I don't think I said that. But Rams in the over for me. I think this is a huge Todd Gurley game because... I think if you're the Rams, what you want to do is keep it away from Kyler Murray. So run Todd Gurley. And they tried to do that last then week. Then why are you taking the over? Uh, I'm taking the over because I still think that the Cardinals can score points. And that I think that, like you said, this is a get-right game for Goff as well. You're right. I probably should be taking the under with this logic. You know what? You're right. I'm going to switch it. I'm going to go with the Rams and the, the under. You're 100% right. Yes. So, uh, good good logic on you. Nice catch as well. I think when I first you know, looked you know at that it, to me, you know that to me many times this year. So I don't <laughs> you're right. You're right. No, but I think when I first glance at it, I see forty seven and a half, and I see the Cardinals and the Rams. I think my first instinct is to say over because I, you know, Welsh and I were both Jared Goff guys coming into this year, and he just has not paid off even a little bit. So. Uh, I'll, I'll take the Rams and I'll take the under in this game, uh, because I think that this is a get girly going game. And I think they've been trying to do it the last couple of weeks. Obviously when you're playing the Ravens last week and you get down so fast, you can't go to girly, but I think that that's what they should do against Kyler Murray. But how do you see it playing out? Yeah, I like Arizona and the over Arizona, Arizona. And the- yeah, and, I think Arizona wins outright. Uh, Todd Gurley, total yards, I'm going to set it at 100. I'm going to take under on that one. Uh, I think it's a passing game. Like, I think it's a get right spot for the Rams, but I think it's more get Cup, Woods, Cooks going for the, the stretch run. Uh, Kyler Murray, pass yards. Uh, actually, this is, should be Kyler Murray, total yards. I'm going to set it at 275. Total yards, I will take the over. Passing yards, I probably wouldn't have. Total yards, I will take the over. Uh, Kenny and Drake rush yards in this one. I'm going to set it at 70. Someone asked me something about David Johnson, and for whatever. He's dead. Yeah, he's, he's dead. dead. He, he, did, <laughs> he didn't pop up in my mind at all in this game because I don't think that he gets a snap. Why would you play him? He's had back issues. You're not going to, well, you're probably not going to playoffs if you're the Cardinals. I guess this is kind of a big game for them. But, uh, I just I can't imagine that David Johnson plays much, if at all, in this game. So I think it's uh, Kenyon Drake, uh, seventy on the rush yards. What uh, did you say over under? I'm sorry. No, I had not said yet. I agree that the David Johnson takes. I'm just you know if he has a game here or there, whatever. I'm not even going to bother with him anymore. Kenyon Drake though, it's a good one. I'm, I'm going to take the over, but uh, I think he's going to be more involved in the passing game. Yeah, I I, th- I think he could be too, uh, but I do think it's a it's a good game for him. Uh, the Chargers at the Broncos. The Chargers are favored by three points here. This is the Drew Locke debut. He's expected to be uh, activated off of the injured reserve and start this game. He got a lot of practice time with the ones. So uh, 38.5 is the over, kind of low, uh, but Chargers by three. 
I despise this game, so I'll let you go first. Yeah, this game's a big steaming pile. That's what this one is. But uh, give me Chargers and the over. Chargers and the over. I'll take... Ugh. I'm definitely going the over because 38 and a half is just too low for an NFL game. But I think I'm going to take Denver at home. I go lock it up. Denver at home in the over. Uh, Melvin Gordon total yards 90 in this one. I'm going to go over. He's actually looking like Melvin Gordon of late. They're going to use him a lot. Corlin Sutton catches. I'm going to set it at five. I know Drew Luck is uh, is a tough start here. And Brandon Allen last week was horrific. Only could get the ball to him one, but like you mentioned earlier in the show, he had eight targets. So uh, it just you know, like we we don't know how many were catchable, but eight targets, seven targets, whatever it was, it was a ton, and he only caught one ball. So I'm going to go with five. Yeah, I love Sutton. I'm going to go over just because there's no it's it's Sutton, it's Font, and then the running backs. So I'll take the over. Uh, how about Philip Lindsay rush yards? I put him at eighty. Chargers are a little bit banged up on defense. Derwin James could be coming back soon, though. I don't think he's coming back this week. But uh, they could have a little bit of improvement. But they've been banged up. They give up some rushing yards. So I put it at 80 for Phillip Lindsay. Yeah, I don't think James is back this week. I'll take I'll take the over. I'm a big Lindsay guy. I'm going to take him over and over again. He's getting 15-plus carries a game, so I'll take the over. How about in the helmet rematch game here? No Rudolph the Red-Nosed Racist. He is on the bench. Devlin Hodges, Duck Hodges will be starting for my Steelers. Uh, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. The over on this game is two and a half, 39. Uh, Cleveland by two and a half, 39 is the uh, over. What do you think about uh, the Browns at my Steelers? Pittsburgh and the under. Pittsburgh and the under. I'm going to go right with you on that one. Uh, Nick Chubb rushing yards against the Steelers. I put it at 80. They've been pretty good. They have been good. I will take the over on this one just because 25 carries, you can run into 80-plus yards. Yeah, I think so, too. I, th- I think that's a good call. Uh, Duck Hodges pass yards here, 225. This is a good number. This is a really good number. Ooh, quack, quack, quack. Give me, give me, give me the under in this one. More passing yards. Be a, yeah. Drew Brees or yeah. Duck Hodges? He already had He already had 187 Brees did. Oh. I would hope he gets close to 200 for Hodges. Let's hope he gets to 200. <laughs> if he doesn't get to 200, it's probably going to be a long day for me of flipping my table over and stuff. Uh, yep. OBJ receiving yards, uh, 75. Under. Under. Everybody had everybody had OBJ week last week. It's not. It's it's over, folks. It's over with. I like that. I hope you're right. Uh, this game, oh, God. I think any any Patriots game this year, because their offense has been putrid and uh, their defense has been amazing. I think whenever I see their games, and it's probably what people do with Steelers games too, I just go, oh, I know they're going to mess this up for somebody. Are they going to mess it up for DeAndre? Are they going to mess it up for Deshaun? Who's it going to be? Who are they going to screw this game up for? But New England on the road against Houston in the Sunday night game. They're favored by three and a half points. 45 is the over. Yeah, Houston in a dome. It's been ugly of late. This could be a lot of fun. Uh, Give me New England and the over in this one. New England and the over. Oh, I think I'm going to take New England and the under. Yeah, I'm going to go over. I'll I'll go under on this game just because uh, New England's defense has been good. And I think Houston's defense can play better with Tom. The way Tom Brady has been playing. This is one of those games that I think, you know, you mentioned – uh, which it was screaming for you to take San Francisco because they were getting points and they're 10 and one. 
I think this is the same deal. I think this is a, the 45 screams for you. This is Tom Brady versus Sean Watson. This is going to be a lot of points, but I think yeah. I've got to go under. Uh, I put Tom Brady passing yards at 215 in this one. Over, please. I think uh, good conditions, not as many drop balls. He'll get over that. Um, how about Julian Edelman receiving yards? I set it at 80. He'll go over. He's got eight catches last week for 80-something yards. It's a bad weather. He's going to get his looks all day long. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins catches I put at six. Him and, like, I think San Francisco versus Baltimore probably the best game of the week. But I think just one-on-one, Gilmore versus Hopkins, best matchup this week. Yeah. So uh, six catches for Hopkins. It's so hard to take the under. I'm going to take the under. I think it might push. I think it's a good Will Fuller week. If they focus on Hopkins, Fuller could have a big one. Uh, how about um, we're going over to this Monday night game. This one is a huge one, too. A lot of great games this week. Seattle by three, uh, hosting Minnesota, 49 as the over in this one. Uh, I'll just pick first. I, I'm going to take the Seahawks, and I'm going to take the under. In this game, I think they've been playing uh, pretty good at home, uh, but 49, I think, I don't know why the over would be 49 in this game. I think that's way too many points. I think Minnesota's going to try to run the ball. Seattle runs the ball more than anybody else. So how could this game go over 49? I don't see it happening. Yeah, give me Seattle on the under as well. It's I could see I've heard arguments for the shootout and everything. It's going to be cold and wet in Seattle on Monday night. It's going to be nasty weather. Should be unless things change. But as of now, it should be pretty nasty. And it's going to be a ground and pound game and try not to screw it up type type situation. Uh, What about uh, with Dalvin Cook coming back, getting some rest? Dalvin Cook obviously is like a top three pick next year, right? Uh, he's definitely inching that way. I, I, I wouldn't Saquon argue. Saquon or Dalvin? Anybody, right now, you Dalvin. have to answer right I, I, now. Dalvin. You take Dalvin? Ugh. Yeah, I'm not a Saquon guy. I just, I, I don't believe it. I know I'm wrong. I know you're a big Saquon guy. But uh, does Lamar Jackson get drafted before Saquon? Uh, no. No, he doesn't. He's still super a quarterback. Flex. He's still Say a super quarterback. flex. Uh, Superflex, yes. Uh, super, well, okay. Superflex, I think Lamar's number one. I think he, he's got to okay. go one overall. Two QB league, obviously number one overall as well. But I think I think in a, in a standard league, I'm still going to go or PPR, whatever it is. I, I'm still not taking a quarterback. I think the rules that I had for last year are going to stay the same. You know, uh, for this year, I mean, uh, still I'm waiting to take a quarterback because you got Lamar Jackson late. So you're yeah. going to be able to get somebody else well, the, late. The year before he got Mahomes late. It's always somebody. Right. There's always a guy that you can get late that is fantastic. So I'm I'm going to stick to my guns on that rule. Uh, but I put Dalvin Cook's total yards at 110. I, I Did you already answer? I'm sorry. No, I, I did not. It's okay. No need to apologize. We're friends. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the over because I'm with you on the mindset that I think they ground and pound it and he's going to get his. Uh, Rashad Penny rush yards. This is a tough one to decide, and I'm curious as to what your thoughts on DFS for these two are. Is it just when you have something like this with Penny uh, taking the ball away from Carson and running it when Carson's been one of the best, if not the best uh, running back uh, there for a long time? I mean, he was leaps and bounds ahead of Penny, and then one week, boom, all of a sudden, Penny's the guy, and Pete Carroll was talking him up in the press conference. Not that Pete Carroll ever talks anybody down, uh, down talks anybody, 
But uh, how do you how do you see this in DFS? And I put his rush yards at 60. It's very, very difficult. Um, usually we, we, we always expected, you know, when when a guy fumbles, Pete Carroll replaces. But we saw Carson do that. And then he kept going back to Carson, going back to Carson. And like you said, Carson's been so good. It's been hard to get off of him. But we got to go back. You mentioned how he's talked Penny up. We've got Penny has a high draft pick. They picked him for a reason. And we saw it last week when Carson had that fumble. It was the Rashad Penny show, and it was very, very good. Um, would you be shocked if it was a dual situation, like split down the middle, or if Carson got his job back? No. I think they're going to give Rashad a shot here this week. I'm going to take the over 60 rushing yards. Uh, when it comes to DFS, I think Rashad's like tournament only because it is such a crazy situation. But um, say you're playing the Monday night showdown, I think Rashad's a sneaky, fun value play to uh, open up some of the bigger options. Yeah, he's. it's going to be interesting to watch. I... Oh God, I, I, th- I think they're gonna give it all to Penny. Like I think he's gonna get. Uh, it's like, what it feels like. It's what it feels like. I think he's gonna get like seventeen carries or something crazy, and like he he could break the century mark. Right, right, and then uh, you know Carson's gonna be back down to like five or six carries, and it's just it's so weird. You know, it's uh, it's the opposite of the Denver split because it was always kind of leaning towards Philip Lindsay. Maybe a week or two went towards Freeman. But now at the end of the season, it's all going towards Lindsay. And now this is, uh, you know, this is going the opposite way. It looked like it was firmly in Carson's hands. And now it's going back the other way to Penny. Uh, the last guy here on the prop bets, Tyler Lockett receiving yards. I set it at 80 for the week. I got the under in the game. I'm going to take the over on Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf's banged up. There's not a ton of options there. I think Lockett will still get his, but I really think this is a grounded out type of game, and we're going to be real curious to see how it goes. Yeah, low scoring game for sure, but I got to say thank you for stepping up uh, during Flugate for the Welsh uh, under the weather, and you stepped up, did all three hours with me on short notice. I just want to say I am thankful for Casey Bubba this year. So at BDN Trick, you got to go follow him. Check us out on uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash ITL Army for all the great content. If you liked what you heard here, it's just more of it over there. So we appreciate you listening and uh, good luck in all your matchups this week and we will see you guys next week. Take it easy, everybody. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.